0: Hello, everyone. Connor Lokar, senior forecaster here at ITR, checking in for our latest Trends Talk. So topic for today is talking about how to strategically pivot for a slowdown. And this is a thought exercise I went through with some clients on the road uh, the other day in some breakout sessions, and I really loved the takeaways there. So I wanted to bring that here to the Trends Talk Forum. And basically, the gist of this thought exercise was getting and challenging the clients and and companies in the audience to think about strategically what you're doing now that is not going to work or could put you out of position, say, two, three, four quarters from now as we get deeper into this economic slowdown. And I've thought of this because a lot of companies have adopted some things, particularly in these anomalous times, uh, in the last year, year and a half, and they may not work and likely won't as things return closer to normal. Because uh, everyone now has accepted that this is our new reality and that this is the new normal and that's usually when things change again. So, you know, some of the ideas, you know, that uh, some clients you know, brought to me that I wanted to share is, you know, thinking about obviously pricing, you know, most clients that might have experienced pricing power right now like they've never seen before. You know, in many cases justified based on their input cost acceleration, their labor cost acceleration, but also because their supply or their customers have had nowhere else to go. Uh, They've just had to accept that those price increases on down the line because there is no salt sourcing alternative. And that works now in an environment where demand is vastly outstripping existing supply, but that rebalancing could put companies out of position, say, if we're still trying to run the pricing freight train down the, the, the track, say, late this year or particularly into next year, as we start to see some supply chain normalization and some supply side rebalancing that could ultimately start costing you business. So that's one that we discussed. Another was thinking about you know, doing an analysis really of your customer base, because in a lot of cases, a lot of folks picked up customers that they had never worked with before or in a higher percentage, you know, became a higher percentage of their customers overall supply base, because maybe they had better supply chains themselves, this being the supplier, and they, you know, had more availability than folks they used to compete with. So instead of maybe being, you know, supplying 20% of client A's, you know, total needs, maybe they moved up to 40 or 50 because they found themselves maybe strategically by, you know, by intention or, or luck in a position to take share based on the fact that they could deliver more effectively or quicker or at higher volumes, whatever it is is that sticky? Is that going to last? Or is that customer going to want to get back to a more historical mix of their sourcing and get that business back maybe to that 20%? That could be something not factored in into someone's budget and plan for 2023, just maybe blindly assuming that this business that we got in this current environment, assuming that in a slowing, normalizing, and more supply flush environment next year uh, to be impervious to that you know, it may be, and maybe we've done a great job with that new account and done such a good job that that client remembers that, but maybe assessing some of that vulnerability. Another company in this uh, exercise talked about their uh, chemical compound plastics manufacturer, and they've had to change their mix just by need, by uh, by force in terms of their products, which their clients have accepted. And by mix, I mean their compound mix and, and basically slightly altering the, the the final product, certainly in an acceptable form, but not historically what they did because they couldn't get the raw materials, the compounds, what they needed when they needed. So they did what they had to do, adapt on the fly. But again, thinking, you know, is that going to be status quo moving forward? Are folks going to accept that? Or are they going to expect a return to normal? So that's the the deceleration that's currently ongoing. is going to be continuing. It's going to bring us back closer to what was historically normal. So that is, I think, is a great odd exercises folks start to think about 2023 is is really ask your teams and and think about what are we doing right now that, and this is even in normal economic cycles that aren't quite as exaggerated or bizarre as what we've experienced lately, what you do in phase B, what we call phase B, accelerating growth, uh, in often cases, uh, you know, that needs to change. It has to change in phase C as things slow down. And I think that that could be particularly exaggerated as a byproduct of how exaggerated this last cycle has been in terms of how different things have been um, relative to norms. And particularly, I think looking at some things, whether it's how we handle our customers, what we've been delivering, how much we've been delivering, really analyzing the stickiness of that, or things that either could get us strategically out of position or blindsided in a normalizing environment as we look into 2023. So asking those hard questions, Thinking about looking at this upcoming change in the business cycle, this ongoing deceleration uh, that's going to look different from 2021 and how parts of the economy have looked in early 2022 and making sure are we strategically positioned adequately for where we're going and making sure we're not stuck in a strategic position that worked for where we've been and where we are currently. So think about that. Think about the pivot, what we need to do to stay strong, stay resilient, stay profitable as we move into 2023 and what's left of 2022 so thanks for joining i'm connor local i'll see you on the next one